Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. Do you believe a strike is worth it if it cripples the U.S. economy and costs up to $2 billion a day and the president says, you know, up to 765,000 union jobs in the first two weeks? Is it worth it? I honestly don't think we are that near a strike. Most, many of our members don't want to strike. We don't want to strike. We want what's just. We want, in this day and age of um, high inflation, you know, and, and a pandemic around illness, we, we would like paid sick days. We are considered essential. And it seems like with the look at a ticker tape, we're expendable from essential to expendable in the you know, snap of fingers. It's very frustrating. You know, just that one example. Why shouldn't they have paid sick days? You know, if you don't mind, and we've got a lot of clips, but this, this situation is politically interesting when you think about it. You have a pro-Congress, a pro-democratic, labor-friendly party. No, there's no ifs, ands, buts about it. Now let, let's let's be let's be straight up. The Republican Party is not pro labor. Now there are a lot of labor people who ended up voting for Trump and you know and 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 Republicans, but Democrats, the President, the Senate, the House. Democratic politicians are very much in labor's camp. This is an f- interesting predicament. There is a contract, and, and folks who work the rails, they have, in my opinion, and it's all it is, is an opinion, they have a legitimate grievance. They really do. You know, they sick leaves, you know, vacation time, hours, you know, extended. I mean, they have a legitimate have they have legitimate grievances and they have done the right thing, thank you. They have done the right thing by negotiating a collective agreement, a contract. And, you know, you know, this past summer, correct me if I'm wrong now, we, we, we thought they had an agreement, right? Correct. We thought they had an agreement. Now, what do you do? You are a democratic president. You're, 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 the Democrats are in the are in the Senate and the House. And by the way, they get contributions from the labor unions. I mean, look, come on. I I was a political director for uh, Service Employees International Union (SEIU), one of the largest unions in in the United States. I was their their political director. I had to determine, you know, how much money and who got 
contributions from their PAC. So, you know, unions do contribute uh, to, uh, to uh, elected officials. Now, maybe not as much as uh, major corporations or folks who run and own, you know, the uh, rail companies. Having said that, this impacts every last one of us who are listening. I don't care what your nationality is, your gender, uh, your politics. It impacts all of us. I mean, we're talking billions and billions of dollars. We're talking about the disruption of the supply chain all over again. Things that we need, companies who need parts, grocery store items, uh, even uh, those who commute, particularly here on the East Coast, commuters. It impacts all of us, and it could send the economy, once again, here we go, into a tailspin. Now, what do you do? What do you do? So you hear the the uh, union representative saying, look, Mr. President, you are going to have to step in and impose uh, the, what you know our requirements. Then, of course, the Republican leader, oh, I thought they had an agreement. That's what we were told. Well, we did think they had an agreement. Something happened. I don't know who reneged, uh, you know, whatever the case is. Those of you who work the rails or have relatives who work the rails, and by the way, you labor leaders that are listening to me, don't sit there quietly this morning and not help us understand this. Understand, you know, please do me a favor. You're listening. You know how it works. You, you follow the, the negotiations. And so don't sit here and then wait until the show is over and say, well, you got that wrong. You got this wrong. This is what I've said to all of you about how the Madison show works. I am just like you. I consume the news. I watch and I listen. I'm not a labor negotiator. I listen just like you listen. And then I give you my opinion. Just like the guy or the gal in the bar or, or the, first, or the person uh, you're TikToking with or tweeting with or whatever you're doing on social media. 90, 90% of the people, I use that figure loosely, but the majority of the people aren't labor negotiators. So what I'm saying to you, I never know who's listening. And if you know more about this issue, then do me a favor, call, educate us, argue with us. But what do you do? Think about this. What do you do? Because if there is a, a rail strike, there we go. Here we go again. So what do you do? Phone number, by the way, one 801 8255 
So I, you know, I see I'm not going to be one of these talk personalities that act like, well, I know everything. I, you know, I know how to, I, yeah, I know. I, I'm going to tell the unions how to negotiate. I'm going to tell the Democrats how to, what they ought to do. I, I tell you, what I don't want to happen, I can only tell you, I really don't want a labor strike. I don't want to strike, but at the same time, I got to be honest with you. If I were a rail worker and had to, you know, had to put up with all the crap that the rail companies have thrown at rail workers, I mean, some of these folks don't even have time to spend with their families. You know what? I'd be thinking about a strike, too, if that'll get your attention. Let's go to Lee. Hey, from Arizona. Good morning. Hey, what's going on, Joe? Can you hear me? I'm uh, yes, I yes, I can. Thank you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. I I just wanted to say. Uh, so I worked on the railroad from 2014 to 2020 uh, in St. Louis, Missouri. I okay. was part of the uh, International Association of Machinists. Uh, basically, I repaired locomotives. So I worked hand in hand with engineers and conductors on a daily basis. Um, I don't think people understand how dangerous of a job it really is out there for those guys uh, on the railroad. And, like, this issue of sick time, this has been on the table for a long, long time, you know. And I didn't leave the railroad because of the union. I left the railroad because of the corporation. Um, But I just think, like, people really need to understand that, you know, uh, when I was on the railroad, you know, you if you, I think you had to work like eight to ten years before you even got maybe four hours of sick time. Any other thing than that, if you were sick, you had to use personal personal time, you know. Um, and it's just, I just think, you know, I, I'm, I'm getting kind of messed up with my words right now, but I just really think it is a it is a complicated and delicate situation. And I just want to say one last thing: Republicans are no are no way in support of unions. Uh, when I was in St. Louis, I used to have to door knock when they tried to pass a proposition to undermine unions at every chance they could. So I want people to just understand that, you know, it is a delicate situation. Um, you know, when it comes to negotiations, this is the kind of the time where you're supposed to be able to flex your muscle. And, you know, it's just a, a time where the economy, you know, is going in the dump with the recession possibly coming. So, it's an opportune time for the unions to get what they want, you know, but it's going to be, are we going to take the side of the corporations or are we going to take the side of the union? And I hope the president does the right thing. And, 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 and all right, the so then that, lead, that leads me to um, the question that I've been wanting to ask, and that is, in your opinion, if you were talking to the president, what do you, let me listen to me carefully because you're the first uh, rail worker to call. But but what would be, in your opinion, the right thing? What should the president and Congress do? Um, I I think you know, uh, you know, like I said, when it comes to the negotiation table, nobody ever ne- negotiating from the middle, you get nothing. So I think, uh, you know, the the unions are doing the right thing by standing by their their word and saying it's been long overdue for some sick time. I would hope that the president would, you um, you know, uh. A, a few days of sick sick leave goes a long way for somebody who, like I said, was on the railroad for 
uh, from 2014. And let me, so let me, you know, and, and, and so, okay, so, and, and this, this uh, what about, let me ask you, have you been following it long enough? Because one of the things I've been listening to are the hours, I mean, the hours that folks have to work on the rail. Oh, yeah, it, it's a it's a very demanding job. Like I said, I, I don't think people realize how dangerous it is out there. Well, that and I mean, I, that's you know, I, I, that's I, listen. Right. See, you just turned the subject away. The hours that are required to work. And I, I, we know we know it's dangerous. I understand that. But I've been hearing from rail workers, man, that, uh, you know, some of these folks have to put in 16, 18 hours a day. No, they do. I, I guess I was just saying that because the exhaustion from how much time you have to work, you know, every day. You okay, Rico from uh, Tennessee, thanks for the call. Go, but go ahead, Rico. Yes, uh, actually, I just got off my train as we speak. I've got 24 years' experience. So I've been working with the railroad for quite some time. Okay. And this contract has um, it's got everybody uh, really, really um, uh, upset, and um, the unknown is not um, – not being encouraged by a lot of guys right now because we really don't know. Okay, now like hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me because I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play ignorant of 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 everything because I don't know anything about it. Okay, about the contract. Right. Now, what what what's got every uh, who's uh, uh, apparently you're speaking for the union members, correct? That is correct. What are they upset about? Break it down. What what are because like the last caller said, most people don't know. They they don't know the details. They, they the, what are you and other members upset about? We are mostly upset, mostly due to the and uh, uh, just a little bit of what he said about mostly the sick time and the quality of life in itself. Uh, the uh, the amount of time we spend on uh, on the trains. And on this job is is it's you cannot even compare it. As you was asking a while ago, you know how much time you spend on a train or something like that. It can be, you know, ten hours to sixteen to eighteen hours, and those are the times that you're uh, you're, you're, you're griping about because you want to get off this thing, get your rest, and come back to work. You don't have no quality of life, and then when you get back home. You're home maybe 10, 12 hours. You're right back out to work, and you're spending another 10, 12, 14, 15, 16 hours on, those, on, those, on that situation. And as it relates to sick, paid sick leave, if you get sick, uh, I mean, are injured, uh, uh, well, let me ask, let's say sick, and especially during this COVID period, man, you guys weren't immune from COVID. You, you don't get no, paid. We were not. You don't get paid? Uh, we do. We have a uh, we have a sick uh, due, due to railroad retirement. They offer you sick benefits, but it's not enough for anything. And uh, we were told at the time that the federal government was giving us uh, sick benefits, but uh, I never received it because I had COVID myself for about ten days, and I never received anything. As a matter of fact, I had to take vacation time. Wow. To, uh, yes, and um, and I got points. Because I had to lay off sick for COVID, and the point situation is that's the main problem that we're really griping about. What What do you want to see? I would like to see uh, the, the sick time. As long as I've been working for the railroad, we have never had uh, any paid sick time or anything of that nature. We've always had to use our 
daddies are personal in that situation. And like I said before, with the point system that we have now, you know, you might get three points on a weekday, but if it comes on a weekend, that's 10 points. So you could accumulate 20 points in, on a Saturday and Sunday, and it takes you six months to get six points dropped off, and then you're on a step uh, situation. Mm. And there's three steps to that. you got a step one where you're, you know, you're gonna, you don't do it again situation. And step two is you're going to get reprimanded to where you get suspended. And the third situation, third step, is where you could be possibly uh, terminated. So, and you got to get up to a certain amount of points, and it it isn't it isn't hard to get to them when you're, uh, you know, if you got a situation where you're sick, your children or your family members and whatever, and it's not, uh, I mean, it, it can accumulate very fast. And that's something that we need, and we des- we we deserve it. You know, uh, these these times and uh, on the on the trains are very excruciating, you know? and it's not for the ill faint of heart. I tell all my friends and family that. Uh, Warren from Maryland. Then I'll go to the history, uh, but I'll go ahead, Warren. Hey, good morning, Mr. Madison. Good morning. First, time first caller, and first time, time caller. Listener. Thank you. I'm actually on my way uh, to work right now in Maryland. I've worked freight for uh, eight years, and I've been with passenger service for the remainder of my career. I have 28 years of service, and I'm about to blow the lid off of the railroad. We work in a very hostile environment. The previous caller was exactly uh, correct when he was saying that we don't get any sick days. But we also work under a thing. See, I work in t and I'm the guys that actually run a train. I'm a locomotive engineer. We work under a thing called an extra list, which means you can go to work sometimes every eight hours. You work eight hours, you go home, and you sleep, and then you come back out. And people work under these conditions for 10, 15, and 20 years. You don't even get a chance to see your children grow up. A thing that a lot of us are upset about, for instance, we haven't even had a pay raise in three years because this uh, contract has been on the table. People are going to work. Gas is going up. Food is going up. We haven't had a pay raise. And we work every day, not just weekends, but every single holiday. I got 28 years in, and I worked Thanksgiving. Now, I could have taken off, but I'm just saying people don't realize, and and I got to agree with you, yeah, if we go on strike, this would blow the economy totally up because everything depends on the yeah. railroad. Everything oh, yeah. from electricity to water oh, purification. Uh, to water purification. To yeah, it chlor- you know, yes, chlorine. And, and like I said, I work, I work uh, passenger. Right. And there are so many people that commute from D.C. to New York and New York to D.C. Right. If we shut that thing down, it would shut the whole country down. Oh, hey, hey you, 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 so you're, on, you, you're talking Amtrak and, and, and that. Yes, line, sir. You yes, know. sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, you know. So, so want, what? So let me ask. Uh, let me uh, hold on. Hold, uh, let me ask you this. I'm sorry. This because I'm mm-hmm. so glad you're calling in. Trust me, man. I'm learning. I'm learning with everybody. Uh, you know, my I, look. I'm a consumer. I get on. I if I have to go to New York to Sirius XM headquarters, I get on an Amtrak. I get my seat. <laughs> you know, and call <laughs> it a day. <laughs> but uh, so I'm I'm a consumer. What is it, if Steny Hoyer is listening, Nancy Pelosi is listening, and their staff people, they're listening. They are, trust me. What do you want to see in this legislation? Because I've got Sam ready to uh, give the bullet points. What I think we'd like to see is we'd like to have our industry, which most of us love, be bought up to the 21st century. We're still working under conditions from the uh, 19th century. And what I mean by that is, you know, we do need sick days. We do need a pay raise. Our job is very dangerous. 
You know, if I make a mistake, somebody's going to die. Most people just get a spank on their hands, but our job is very serious. It's not given the um, credit that it deserves, and we just we, we just want to be able to enjoy our lives. It's not always about money. You know, like a lot of the other callers have been saying, we need sick days. You know, I just got back from work uh, or back to work. My back was out, and I was off for 30 days, and uh, I didn't get a dime. I got money from the railroad retirement. I had disability insurance, but a lot of the time that I was out, I had to use my uh, vacation. And the railroad is very hostile about FMLA. You know, if you try to get FMLA, they fight you on it. What is that? Whoa, whoa, slow down. What is is it? Family Medical Leave Act. Oh, okay, sorry. Which is a federal program that the railroad fights you on. And uh, it's very hostile because you have to make a decision whether you're going to go to work in pain or sick or if you're going to stay home and lose money and, like the previous caller said, possibly uh, get reprimanded for missing time. Hmm. Reggie from Florida, uh, you, you heard the guy call in about the the, the unions, and uh, you wanted to comment. Go ahead, Reggie, though. Yes, Joe. Good morning. How are you and the team doing? We're okay. I would just want to make a, a quick analysis of what's going to happen with the uh, union deal. I myself used to drive a Greyhound. And we went through the same thing, one uh, more pay and more benefits. And what's going to happen is the union is going to win. They're going to get what they want, but the consequences of it is is that there are going to be several workers laid off in order for them to get what they want. And that's what happened with us. The union don't think about that. They don't put that out there about the consequences of that victory of getting the pay raises. Yeah, but whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Damn it. This is what pisses me off. He calls like he's pro-union. But then he's really, and and he says, they don't think about it. Brother, I I used to be the political director of Service Employees International Union. I don't mind, I have to keep reminding y'all, I wasn't born in a padded room behind a microphone. I've had experiences. They are conscious of that. They are. And please, when you call up here, don't, don't come at me like I'm naive and don't know that when these negotiations start, that, that we gotta, we have to calculate what is this going to cost us and cost the company? So when you say, oh, the unions don't take that into account, yes, they do. And, and then, but then here's what irritates me and why I stopped you. It's not the union's fault. It's the company that decides, oh, well, then if, you're gonna make, if we're going to do this, we're the ones that lay off people. Unions don't fire people. Please. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.